What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Help Me Find a Therapist webinar. Are you someone that has been listening to this podcast and you definitely are ready to take the step in looking for a therapist? Are you someone that is interested in finding an African-American therapist, maybe of a Christian therapist and don't know where to start? I've got you covered, girl. Let's cut out the Google searches and let me help you find a therapist that's right for you. So in this webinar, I'll share with you how you can find a therapist that's just right for you. This webinar will cover how you can find a therapist in your area. Maybe you want to find a therapist that's virtual, low cost options, how to find a therapist, maybe with or without insurance. I'll also cover specifically all of the websites you can utilize to be able to find an African-American therapist and even a Christian therapist. So I promise you, I won't leave you hanging That is not the only thing we're going to cover in this webinar. As a bonus, I also will include my consultation question ebook. So when you call a therapist, you know exactly what questions you need to ask, specifically even asking them questions about their faith and if you can include that in your sessions. This ebook has all of the questions that you want to ask, as well as it'll give you the opportunity to really advocate for yourself for your mental health journey. If you're interested in starting therapy, definitely go to helpmefindatherapist.com. Again, that's helpmefindatherapist.com or go to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait for you to start your mental health journey. Now let's get back to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I am your host, Raza Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hi, sis. I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful week. Happy, happy, happy Mental Health Awareness Month. So as I promised you all, 
This month, I will be sharing different topics as it relates to mental health. And I'm going to just let y'all know now, this month has been quite exciting for me, to say the least. Good and bad, up and down. You know, I thought I was going to really show up and be like super, super sharing a bunch of tips this month. But I will say for, to be honest with y'all, and I'm very transparent on this podcast, this month has taken a lot of hits for me. And so I'm still going to show up. I'm still going to provide amazing content to you all and just be transparent to say, you know, I know that we all look at people that we look up to, we admire, and we just wonder, you know, how they do it. And I'm going to tell you, it's honestly just by the strength and knowing why and God to do what I do. And so I wanted to just be fully transparent in that moment with you all to just share that because I think oftentimes we just got to know that we're not the only ones going through things. We're not the only ones dealing with stuff. And so I wanted to be very transparent and say, you know, this month took a hit a little bit, y'all. Like I wanted to show so much value this month and I'm giving myself the opportunity to just kind of be present in the day and give myself the pouring into I need in order to pour out. And so I'm super excited about this episode in particular because I believe that this is something that really the last two episodes, the anxiety episode and then this episode on depression are one of these topics that I feel like are so broad that we could spend so much time unpacking. And I always teeter and wonder, you know, what y'all love to hear. But I also recognize that you all really just love to hear topics that are relevant to what you might be going through and to provide some background around things that, you know, we face every day. Like we are walking through this life fighting and walking through what we know to be true related to our own mental health. And I'm so excited about the episodes that are coming next month. I have done some amazing interviews that I cannot wait to share. And I'm really excited to be able to just give y'all more amazing content. But in this particular episode, I'm going to be talking about the topic of depression because I really, really think that a lot of believers may struggle with this and don't know that they're struggling with depression, especially someone who is a new mom. I'm always very cognizant of where my mental health is, where I stand with a lot of stuff. And how is that impacting the way I interact with my baby? And so postpartum depression is a whole another topic that's very separate from this. But in a very general sense, I'm going to be addressing very general topics as it relates to depression. Before we get into that, definitely, definitely, definitely make sure you are following me on Instagram at Therapy as a Christian. I share things on there and I will be extremely more active in the following weeks to come. A huge week coming up this week. And y'all just wait. Like, I just want y'all to wait and see what God is going to do. You know, when you're walking in the middle of a testimony and you know, it's like the cusp of ending or the cusp of like something new, you just get the excited jitters, but you know, like you still got the work to do. And that's what this has been for me. And so with that being said, follow me on Instagram so that you can be able to be the first to hear about all the amazing things God is doing. I'm doing, but also just be on the lookout, sis. Second thing, make sure you are subscribed to my email list. I send out a weekly email every Monday called Christ Couch and is the place where I share tons of different things that you can look forward to every Monday in your email box at 9 a.m. 
And last but certainly not least, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. I love reading them. I love hearing from y'all. I've gotten some questions recently. I want to do an episode strictly dedicated to questions. So I recently got some questions that I really want to answer. So that'll be coming down the pipeline too and soon as well. So if you have a question, send it to me via DM or email it to me at therapyasachristian at gmail.com and I'll be sure to get to it. So let's get into the episode. So when we're talking about depression in a very educational space and a very like clinical space is what I would call it to give you the description of what depression looks like. It occurs when we are experiencing feelings which change the way we go about our day or change our routine. And to give an overview, depression is considered a mood disorder because it impacts your mood. It impacts the way you feel about yourself, all kinds of things. And there can be a few possible causes with depression that make someone may experience depression. And this is very, very short list, but this can be a very comprehensive viewpoint as to how someone may experience depression, maybe throughout their lives. If there is someone in your family that has experienced depression or did experience it in the past, there might be a greater chance you may experience this condition. Also, medical issues. If you suffer from medical issues, especially something related to like chronic illness, chronic pain, you may be a caregiver, you may develop some symptoms of depression. Past trauma. Trauma is a huge indicator and can be a big onset for something that might occur that may cause depression to happen. People with depression sometimes have experienced past trauma, including trauma that happened during early years in their life, as well as past drug use. So if history of drug use may lead to higher probability of having depression. Other things that might relate to depression, of course, is related to trauma is grief, maybe having a baby. I know I talked about postpartum depression, but having a baby, you may experience some type of symptoms of depression, and just so many things, so many things might come up that can impact you, maybe possibly experiencing depression or maybe having long seasons of depression as well, which I'll talk about in a minute. So there are some signs that may give you a clue as to when you might be experiencing depression and when you think you need to get some help. And so this is, again, a very short list, but this is a comprehensive list. You might have feelings of sadness that don't go away, feeling like all hope is lost, feeling worthless maybe experiencing some anxiety. And just like what I talked about last week in the anxiety episode, anxiety and depression can be coupled in very different ways. And I'll talk about what that may look like, but just this excessive worry can really, really be a sign of depression as well. Loss of interest in things that you used to like, which this is a huge indicator. This is one of the things that I tell people when I'm asking them questions about if they're experiencing depression, have you lost interest in doing things that you used to do? And I'm not talking about things that are like, you know, you might have picked up here and there, but if you're someone that really enjoyed, I'm trying to think of something that doesn't involve us being social, but just like really enjoyed crafting or really enjoyed doing things with your children, like you were just extremely excited to do things with your kids and you find that you don't do that anymore. If you're someone that enjoys TV watching, like this is a very, very big one, but like enjoy TV watching, you find that now you just don't even want to watch TV at all. Out of just like wanting to stay in the bed or like wanting to just cut the world out completely. Just loss of interest in a lot of things. You eat too much or too little. So you might find you may overeat or not eat enough. You're unable to sleep at night. 
you have the inability to concentrate, you have no energy, just so constantly fatigued. And also with sleep, you might sleep too much where you find that you just want to stay in the bed all day. You don't want any interactions with people. Additionally, with that, maybe irritability. So you don't like being bothered or you might be experiencing depression and it irritates you to interact with people. You find that you get really irritable when it comes to your phone ringing or something just happening where you have to be involved in doing something. That's where that irritability may come from. And that could be a sign. Headaches or other pains in the body. I know for me, well, this is more with anxiety, but I know for me, I can tell when I might be a little stressed out because my body will start to ache. But if you might having uh, tension headaches, you might be experiencing just constant pain in your face. Like that can be also a sign. And then lastly, and this is more on the extreme side, but thoughts of suicide, you may get to the point where you've been depressed for so long that you have actual thoughts that maybe ending your life would be better. And that's kind of what I've experienced with. And to be very honest, I've working with in jobs, I've worked with people who have experienced suicidal thoughts, like intent to want to harm themselves. And so if that is you, please seek help. I know I talked about that last week. Please seek help if that is you, because I'm telling you that means that you've experienced some depression or maybe anxiety for a consistent amount of time and just have not felt like you felt any relief. And so many of the thoughts that come to people's minds is I might as well just not live anymore or what good is it for me to be here? Or you may have thoughts that ending my life would solve all the problems. And really, honestly, that is a very, very you know, those feelings feel very valid at the time. But I'm really going to encourage you if you're feeling this way, please seek help. Please go find someone. Please open yourself up to someone, even if it means calling that hotline number, which I'll relist in this episode. Of course, this episode does not replace mental health counseling, but at the same time, go seek help. You don't realize how much that might be helpful for you to really go and talk to someone that really can be empathetic and hear what you're trying to say. And so knowing these signs are super important because you may not feel good enough. You may not feel like life matters. And this just may be, like I said, a clear sign that you may be needing to seek out some counseling. And so it's very important to have this idea. And I'll talk about my own depression story, which will be pretty short because I've become a lot more aware So I don't go into those places. But I remember when I was pregnant and my husband and I talked a lot about postpartum and we talked a lot about postpartum anxiety, depression. And one of the things he asked me, I was very diligent, y'all, like diligent in a way like I planned and planned and planned to make sure that I just was in a place where I was aware something was happening. And there are times where I find that, and this is not often, but just random moments where my son will cry and I just kind of look at him like, I don't have it for you today. And that's not in a way of like wanting to be negligent or neglectful, but just really in the sense of, I don't have a lot to give today and I'm just going to do what I can to give what I can to him. And that could be, okay, mommy's not going to be super, super energetic today. Mommy just may talk to you, but she's not going to be like super hype. And that's okay. But if those days last more than weeks and they go into like a month or days, then I know that I need to probably go see somebody or talk to someone to get help. So before I had my son, and this is postpartum and I'll talk about a random thing when I didn't have him. 
When I had my son, I remember telling my husband, I want you to pay attention to me. If you see that I have not gotten up out of the bed to do my hygiene, make sure I take a shower every day. Make sure I brush my teeth every day. Those are the two things I told him to pay attention to me about because I remember when I was depressed, those are the first things that went out of the window because I just felt like, what is the point of me even doing the things to make myself kind of feel good? Because it felt like a task to do those things, if that makes sense. And just going through different seasons of depression where I was just so low, I remember just being like, I don't want to shower. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to do these things because I was just so low. And I know they may sound crazy to some people, especially for all of us who experienced COVID. I don't think we understand as a society the magnitude of trauma that impacted us. We were completely pulled away from all of our social circles. We were completely pulled away from all of the places that we go to when we need a release. Many times when, you know, there's jokes on Instagram about introverts who like to stay in the house, but there are people who really, really did that as a means to you know, hide away. And that was forced on them until where now we have these patterns of where we just make clothes off from people and not understanding that we as human beings need interaction, but just more of a consistent overwhelm of like trauma. Um, I was talking to a professor that you all will get to hear her interview with me. And we were talking and she was saying, you know, in a sense, as adults, over 60% of people struggle with some type of mental illness before a certain age, I can't remember the age, I don't want to misquote her. But even with COVID, that number has increased. And so we may not know that we're experiencing some type of mental, not say mental illness, but I'm talking more of on the lines of some type of thing that has occurred that has impacted our mental health. And so with that being said, you know, these are common signs. Like I don't want to paint the picture that we as Christians, we as believers don't, are, are completely like, We don't experience these things. We have to be honest as believers and to be very authentic in our walk to say like, this is hard. And this is really hard when you're battling certain things and you're in seasons that feel really dry, when you're in seasons where you're fighting for yourself and fighting to believe and fighting to trust God on a lot of things, but you just don't see it at times. And so, you know, I just wanted to say that. And I I told my husband at the time to just pay attention to me, pay attention to me. And that was a means for accountability, but also just as him listening to me. But the other thing with that is, you know, paying attention to when you need help and really going to seek the help. If that means you got to pay for it, like do what you got to do, sis, because it's very imperative. And on the other side of this, in times where I have gone through seasons of depression way before I had my son, I can even remember last year during COVID just going through different moments of depression where I just did not want to interact with people. That was my vice. Like the thing that I knew when I just wasn't myself was when I pulled away because that was something I often did before I went and got counseling was I would just isolate, just completely isolate, turn off my phone, turn off all outlets of communication and not interact with people. And so with that being said, it was very important for me as a person to pay attention to that because it was necessary to know that life is still going to go on regardless of what I'm seeing in front of me, regardless of what I may think might not happen. Life is going to continue and I have to know how to cope when I'm having these moments. 
This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by Christ Couch. Hey, girl. So if you're not familiar with Christ Couch, let me tell you all about it. So every single Monday, I send an email to my email list that is filled with so much information, so much value every single Monday. And I love to call it Christ Couch. Christ Couch is a place where we discuss countless topics, gather together as girlfriends, and share our daily walk through life, all while uplifting one another. Over time, I have been able to learn that Christ allows us to experience his goodness and true vulnerability through relationships. So let's take a seat and share it all on the couch. In this Monday email that you will receive every single Monday from me at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, you'll get a full-on devotional and prayer, a little Motivation Monday, I like to call it, where you get to start the week off with a little motivation and a weekly mental health tip that you can weekly and very easily add to your life. So if you're interested in Christ Couch, definitely go to the link in my show notes, completely free to you. You'll get an email every single Monday from me, and I cannot wait to share with you all the amazing things on the couch. Now let's get back to the show couple of tips that I have when it comes to overcoming depression is reach out and stay connected. Getting support is super, super important as it relates to depression. And it can become difficult to have that healthy perspective to sustain the effort required to overcome it and beat it. But one of the most important things I have learned with just overcoming this is community. Now, I do want to not be naive and recognize that that's not the reality for a lot of people, that you may not have a support system that you trust. You might not have a support system that makes you feel safe. You may have people that are in your life, but you may not have people that you can feel safe with and feel cared for and feel like heard. And then a lot of the things that I have experienced too with talking to people in different capacities is because we don't feel emotionally safe. We really try to mask and hide what's really happening. We try to convince people that it's okay. We try to tell people it's fine. Or we try to say, I'm going through some things, but it's totally fine. It's going to be taken care of. Instead of really being vulnerable, because a big part of it is we don't feel safe. And so for my sisters out there that are not feeling safe emotionally, and when I say safe emotionally, I mean, do you feel comfortable sharing completely how you feel with someone else and they hear you and they empathize. And also too, let me add another layer to this. They don't flip the situation around to talk about themselves. And I mean, when I say that we, you know, just as caring people at times, we share things with people and in the back end of it, instead of sometimes offering space to listen and hear and just be present, we turn back and say, girl, well, I'm going through this too. Oh, girl, like I'm really experiencing this as well. And this has been hard for me as well. And then a lot of times people just really want space. They don't want the situation to be flipped on them as a means to add relation. They want to be heard. Like in a general sense, we want to be heard. And so it's hard for us at times to have that emotional safety to where we're heard and listened to because we either don't feel safe But also when we do have people in our lives, they may not know that that is not helpful to flip and say, oh, yeah, well, these are the things I'm going through where it flips back and turns on them. And so being mindful of that, we got to be able to offer people space. Additionally, with reaching out for help is making FaceTime a priority. 
Like be mindful that face-to-face touch and touch is really helpful. Do that as you feel comfortable, especially within the middle of a pandemic, but just really keep that in mind, okay? Try to keep up with social activities if you can. Find ways to support others. You know, it's nice to receive support, but if you need some way to help other people to kind of give you a little boost, do that. But do that in the sense of where you feel like it's not draining you. And really, really just kind of get into a space where you can feel poured into. The second thing you can do is do things that make you feel good. Like that was the other thing I did when I had my son. Right before I had him, I wrote down a list of things that I love to do. And so I'm going to read it out to y'all because it was very helpful for me to just have this list of, you know, things that I liked, things that I enjoyed doing, things that made me happy. So that way, when I was overwhelmed, I could always come back to that list. So here was my list. To take a long bath and lotion down, Starbucks coffee, walks in the park, journaling my thoughts, time with my husband and prayer, going to Target. And then you might just heard my phone, but Going to Target, like that was one of my favorite things. And actually the notification I got was from Target, sis. Look at that. And so with that being said, another way that you can do things that make you feel good is getting a full night's rest of sleep, having a stress check, practicing some relaxation techniques, whether that be some deep breathing or going to exercise or or dancing around your house, turning on some really good music and dancing around your house. Like that can be something that you can enjoy to do. The third thing, which can be, you know, sometimes a thing for us, but with the weather being nice outside, it may not be this hard, but get moving, you know, walk, go take a walk, going to get a nice cup of coffee and like maybe driving around doing some, I really have discovered these YouTube dance workouts that are really, really fun. And that has been really helpful pairing up with maybe like an exercise partner. So maybe you and a friend can go walk. Take your dog for a walk in the park if you have a dog and just kind of doing some things that get you up and moving. I know that a lot of y'all have heard the episode with me and Gabby, but one of the things I love about Gabby is she talks a lot about how food can impact our emotions. And so really eating healthy can be a help with fighting, you know, depression off. So don't skip meals. Really, really eat three meals a day. Minimize your sugar and refined carbs boost your vitamin B. So like that might be getting a vitamin B shot. Taking some multivitamins can be really helpful as well as boost your mood with foods with omega fatty acids. So that could be avocados, that could be salmon, that could be tuna, that can be just, you know, things that may boost your omega-3s can really be helpful. And lastly, like another thing that I really think is awesome and helpful is getting outside, just getting a dose of vitamin D. Like we need that on our melanated, beautiful skin, but also just taking a walk, going to just sit outside. And just if you have a porch, sit outside and get the sun, let the sun hit your body. If you're at a job, taking a break in the middle of the day and just going for a walk. If you are someone that is working a job, maybe opening your blinds, opening all the blinds in your house to get some natural light to come in. And that might be a way to be able to help you as well. And then tip number six, you know, challenge negative thinking. I'm going to go over some things that might, you know, be unrealistic ways of thinking that might fuel depression. And these are as follows. You may have all or nothing thinking. So you may look at things very black and white. 
you don't really see any gray area. And this could be an example of if everything is not perfect, I'm a failure. So if everything's not going well, I'm doing something wrong. You may have an overgeneralization. So you generalize everything like you have one bad experience and you just think that every bad experience is going to happen to you. Such as if I had a bad date, I'll never find anyone. You mental filter things. So you ignore positive events and focus completely on the negative. You notice that if one thing went wrong, rather than all things that went right. I got the last question on the test wrong. I'm an idiot. You know, like you just automatically associate the negative things instead of the positive. And that really goes into gratitude, which is super, super important when you're trying to work on your mindset. You diminish the positive completely. You come up with reasons why positive events don't count, such as she said she had a good time on our date, but I think she was just being nice. So you kind of overthink what people might be thinking and they may not be thinking those things. Next one in this category is jumping to conclusions, which is something I think that we a lot of times do unknowingly. This is where we kind of just kind of make a negative interpretation of something without having facts. So, you know, I'll be here forever or I'm always going to be single forever or all these thoughts that we just jump to the end of the result of something without really understanding that, first of all, they may not be true and we don't have all the facts to basically say that. This also can go into like mind reading where you perceive somebody thinking something about you that may not be true. Another one of these is emotional reasoning where you basically kind of believe the way you feel is your actual reality. So if you don't feel good about yourself, then you kind of associate that everybody else thinks the same way. And that can be very true in your mind, but it doesn't always land with the actual facts. Then there goes into the shame piece, which is I'm big on, is the I should and should nots, where you hold yourself to the strict list of what you should and shouldn't be doing. You beat yourself up. And if you don't live up to that, you're not a good person. You're not doing a good job. You don't feel worthy of it. And so I think a lot of these things tie to with some possible reasons as to why we may feel depressed or might be struggling with some depression. And then last is certainly, certainly not least is labeling where you classify yourself based on your mistakes or perceived shortcomings, such as let's probably say something along the lines of you might have gained some weight over the pandemic. And so you just associate yourself as a person that will always be overweight and beat yourself up and, you know, often grieve the past for how you used to be or how you used to look. And so These things that have happened, you just keep yourself kind of in that same space. It's really important to really have this understanding of what this is because I think, you know, we don't give ourselves permission to sometimes just be in the feelings, but also go seek help. And so if you find that you're stuck in with some of these negative thought patterns, black and white thinking is very common. You know, the one I talked about in the beginning with the all or nothing. All of these things are very common. So definitely, definitely check out the Help Me Find a Therapist webinar if you are looking for a licensed therapist, if you're looking for a Christian therapist, if you're looking for a Black therapist or just a therapist in general, you know, that can be a very good resource for you. But seek help and don't feel like you have to deal with this on your own. And also know that you putting yourself in a place to take care of yourself is not giving up on you, but also really just trying to move past this. I think. Not staying in the same place is very, very important. And it's easier to stay there versus actually working to try to get out of it. And so I encourage you 
go get help, go seek help, look up some things on depression, see if this really resonates with where you are at and talk to someone. That's all I really wanted to share for this week, y'all. I hope those tips and hope this general overview is very helpful to you. And I love you and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.